Hello again. This is Eric Sinrod with Dwayne Morris. I'm joined, as always, by my partner at Cordery, Jonathan Armstrong. Jonathan, you're thinking about celebrities. You're thinking about YouTube. You're thinking about charges. Can you bring all these three, three elements together for us? I can indeed, Eric, and thanks very much for the introduction and, uh, uh, and greetings to all of our listeners. Now, uh, it won't surprise you to know, Eric, that we have slightly less people listening to this uh, podcast as follow Kim Kardashian on oh, Twitter. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to break the news for you. Um, and Kim Kardashian, and I, I'm going to sound like an old English judge, who I believe is somebody who's almost famous for being famous, has been advertising uh, on her social media something called sugar bear hair. You probably know all this uh, already. And, um, and so one of the things she's been featuring with sugar bear hair is chewable gummy vitamins that she says are, and I quote, I won't try the, I won't try the voice, are delicious and a favorite part of my hair care routine. Now, what did Kim Kardashian do right in the social media postings, in, in this case on Instagram? Well, she prefaced what she said with the hashtag ad. And there's been an interesting study this week from somebody based in San Francisco, very much near your home, uh, called Captivate. They're a media consultancy. And they've said that these so-called YouTube personalities, these uh, individuals who appear on YouTube and promote product, can charge up to $187,500, and that's an average for each sponsored video. That's £143,000 sterling on current rates. Now, at Cordry, the big news for us is we passed 7,000 views on YouTube which we thought was quite, uh, uh, quite a, a, an achievement, uh, particularly for a sort of relatively niche compliance law firm. But uh, the figures say that um, these real internet influencers need a following of three to seven million people, and they can then make, uh, on average, $75,000 just for an Instagram post. And so uh, if we follow that logic around, it seems that um, the likes of Kim Kardashian are, are likely to be pretty well remunerated by their social media followings. Um, people with a mere 50,000 followers on Instagram can make $1,000 a post. Now, why are we raising this on our podcast? Well, of course, this is something that's been in the crosshairs of regulators. Needless to say, it seems that Kim Kardashian uh, did the right thing by putting hashtag ad at the start, but others have not been so transparent. Wayne Rooney, for example, the current England football captain, uh, tweeted a Nike-promoted tweet back in 2012 and got into trouble with the 
advertising regulators in the UK, and we have one particular regulator, the Advertising Standards Authority, that we've talked about before who are particularly active in this field. In addition, of course, we know that uh, fair trade regulators also want a piece of social media regulation, and we know, of course, that the Federal Trade Commission have been uh, involved before in criticizing celebrities and indeed advertisers for the way in which they are using social media. I mean, obviously, it's perfectly permissible to use social media to push product if you identify that. I know some use the hashtag SPON, uh, S-P-O-N, to show that the tweet or post has been sponsored. I know that uh, Lewis Hamilton, for example, the F1 star, who is perhaps a little bit more classy, uses the phrase global ambassador. I don't think there's precise words that you have to use, but the message, I think, for uh, those of us out there, and I know we have many celebrity listeners to this podcast, if you're a celebrity, you just need to be honest about your affiliations, and if you're an advertiser, uh, you need to make sure that you are passing on knowledge of the compliance requirements to the celebrities you ask to endorse your product. Even if they've only got a 1,000 followers, you still need to make sure that they follow the rules. I wonder if that was an activity that you're seeing in San Francisco, because it seems, at least according to Captivate, that that's one of the hotbeds of this type of deal, uh, Eric. Well. I mean, this is advice very well taken for me. Given my celebrity status, I now know what I need to do <laughs> as I'm pushing my, my YouTube videos out there and talking about my hair care products. <laughs> I, mean, I have to say, Jonathan, you've wandered into an area that uh, I don't know that much about. I have to confess, unlike you, I'm not following Kim Kardashian and uh, all of her hygiene uh, <laughs> actively. Um, and honestly, truthfully, I'm not aware, uh, or at least I'm not personally involved in this hotbed of activity uh, you refer to in the Bay Area, but maybe I do need to take a plunge and dive in. Of course, we do have so many celebrity uh, followers of this podcast, and I'm sure they're urging us right now to start putting out our own YouTube videos so that people aren't just listening to us, but that they can see us and interact, and pretty soon, eventually, we'll start talking about, um, you know, collateral uh, marketing items that we have, and we'll be very clear about it. But, I mean, the FTC point you make is a good one. And, and I think, the, you know, the bottom line is there has to be a, a certain element of transparency so people know what they're getting uh, when they're uh, receiving content. And it's important for them to know whether or not advertising really is being uh, pushed at them and directed at them so there really is full consent uh, in terms of uh, people's participation. Um, and that, that sort of, I think, is, is, is at, the, at the bottom of all this. Don't you agree? I think that's right. I mean, I think it is. Um, transparency is the key, as you say. Um, I mean, I suppose uh, it, it would be wrong for us to plug the wide range of Tech Law 10 merchandise that was available uh, through Tom Davies and Dwayne Morris, of course, who runs the online store for that. Um, so we won't obviously plug any of that merchandise on this podcast, Eric. Right, and I know people can't see us, but of course Jonathan right now is wearing his Tech Law 10 T-shirt. He's got his Tech Law 10 hat on. 
Uh, we have uh -huh. all sorts of other things, jackets, uh, sweaters, uh, all sorts of tech law and swag, right, Jonathan? That, that, that's right, and uh, and it is it is the best fitting garment I've had in a long, long time, Eric. I have to tell you. <laughs> but in in the interest of transparency, uh, as you all know, we're obviously speaking in jest right at the moment. But this is an interesting topic, and I'm glad you brought it up, Jonathan. And uh, maybe this does spur us on to at some point have a uh, Tech Law 10 uh, uh, YouTube video. Maybe we need we need to go video again. Yeah, I mean that's, that sounds fun. We'll uh, we shall we shall uh, set that down for our future tasks. Maybe, maybe that's what we do for two hundred. I think we do it for two hundred. I think we might be. Where are we now? Around one eighty ish, uh, or pushing past it. So, be that as may. Uh, thank you again, Jonathan, for uh, sharing this. Uh, please uh, communicate with us in terms of other ideas you'd like us to explore on this Tech Law Ten weekly podcast. My name is Eric Sinrod. I'm it's Wayne Morris. My email address is ejsinrod at dwaynemorris.com. You can find us on all the usual social media outlets. And Jonathan, what would you like to say in conclusion? Uh, thank you for listening. And, uh, and, and joking aside, we do appreciate the followers that we have. Do tune in in a week or so when we'll be talking to you about something else. I'm jonathan.armstrong at cordrecompliance.com. And um, once again, Please do keep in touch. Bye now. Cheers.